welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 88, 7 Tips for Cooking Wild Turkey on the Grill or Smoker. And I am your host and the guy who has a freezer full of delicious crude oil red snapper from a fishing trip down to the Gulf Coast this past weekend. Thank you, BP. We are 258 days, 10 hours, 45 minutes, and 41 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And we're just a few short days away from the 4th of July. But before the 4th of July rolls around, all of you guys listening to the show in Michigan or anyone planning on going to Michigan to do some fall turkey hunting. Your fall turkey hunting applications are due before August 1, so you can apply starting July 1. July 1 to 8-1. Get those applications in there so that you can be sure to get your Thanksgiving turkey on the table this coming year. And the fall season in Michigan runs from September the 15th through November the 14th. And I just saw that fall hunting with dogs is legal in Michigan. So that's pretty cool. Okay, as I mentioned just a minute ago, we're just a few short days away from Independence Day. July 4th is right around the corner, and anytime I think about July 4th, I start thinking about spending time with friends and family, enjoying the 95 degree temperatures and the 80% humidity, eating watermelon, barbecue ribs, barbecue chicken, baked beans, corn on the cob, tater salad, of course a cold adult beverage, and some apple pie. And I like to venture off a little bit from the vanilla ice cream. I do love the vanilla ice cream on an apple pie by the way, but oh, And to make that vanilla ice cream on top of the apple pie even better, go to the store and get some Fireball and put it in the freezer for 24 to 48 hours and pour it on top of your warm apple pie, your cold ice cream, and it is outstanding. All right, I ventured off down a rabbit hole. I typically prefer the homemade peach ice cream on top of my apple pie. The peaches grown in Chilton County, Alabama, 
not far from my little turkey hunting and fishing honey hole are some of the best in the world and make some mighty fine homemade peach ice cream. Okay, so again, I got off track there, got, and now I'm getting hungry. But this year, I want you guys to think about doing a little something extra. Maybe instead of the barbecue chicken, or instead of the ribs, maybe you do a grilled or smoked wild turkey breast. I've done that for several years, on the 4th of July and also on Labor Day. And I got to tell you, it's a nice little change from the barbecue pork or barbecue beef. And, you know, there's always something a little bit special about eating a meal that you have provided for your family. Not just financially, but a meal that you've gone into the woods and harvested yourself, cleaned yourself, prepared yourself, and cooked yourself. Something pretty special about that. So, give it a try this year. Because wild turkey is so lean, grilling it or smoking it can sometimes make it tough. And so to be sure that the wild turkey that you cook for your friends and family is not tough and is not chewy, I've got some tips for you today on how you can grill or smoke that bird and have your guest fighting over that last piece that's left. So let's jump right on into this thing and get going. The first thing that you need to do, of course, you need to trim the yellow fat off of the breast and make sure that the breast is clean of feathers and dirt and that there are no pellets in the breast either. If you shoot a little bit like me, there's bound to be a pellet or two somewhere in the breast of that turkey. So look for those little pellet holes, take a knife, a small knife, and start working your way in that pellet hole until you can get to that pellet and remove it. And a lot of times that pellet will go all the way through the breast. You won't have to remove the pellet, but there will be small pieces of feathers in there as well that need to be removed. So taking a small knife and just cutting your way with very small cuts through that pellet hole in the breast will help you be able to clean all of that dirt and the feathers out of that breast. The other thing too that I want to add to that is in addition to that yellow fat and getting the feathers out, you may want to also go ahead and cut the tendons out of that meat. And I know that you already know that a wild turkey breast has a very large tendon that goes to the wings and that you can actually get in and cut that tendon out before you actually cook the turkey breast. And I always like doing that. Now, I like to do it before I cook it so that those edges that I've just created in that turkey breast will actually seal up from the heat and keep the moisture for that turkey breast inside the meat. Whereas if you go and try to cut it out afterwards, when you start cutting that turkey breast up to serve it, then you're letting a lot of the moisture, a lot of the juices out of that breast. So go ahead and do that. Another tip that I have for you is to brine the turkey breast if you've not already done so. For years, I didn't brine my wild turkey. And then I had Scott Laysath on the show, and he talked about how much of a difference brining makes and the taste and the moistness of that wild turkey. And he is spot on with that. Since I have started brining my wild turkeys, I can't imagine eating one that has not been brined. 
it really does make all the difference in the world. And there are a lot of brine recipes on the internet that you can go and pull, but I like to use a very simple brine myself. And I like to use either kosher salt or even table salt and water, and that's it. Some people like to add sugar to their brine, and that's cool if you do that. But I will use a cup of kosher salt to one gallon of water, or one half cup of table salt to a gallon of water. Your table salt is much more concentrated than your kosher salt. So you need to use less table salt than you do kosher salt. And you want to melt that salt and sugar, if you're going to use sugar, in hot water. If you want to boil the water and then add the salt to it, you can do that. It will make sure that the salt and the sugar are completely dissolved before you put the turkey breast in that. I personally don't boil mine. I just get it very hot out of the tap and mix it very well. I may spend a minute mixing the salt with the water to make sure that it, the salt is fully dissolved. The reason that I don't boil it first is because once you've got the salt and the sugar completely dissolved, you need to cool that water. And what I will do is I will take a couple handfuls of ice and put it in the container that I'm making my brine in and cool that hot water down to where it's not going to cook your turkey breast when you put the turkey breast in the water. So you want to make sure that your water's cool before you put that turkey breast in there. And if you're using boiling water, you've got to use a lot more ice to cool that boiling water down to a temperature where you can actually put that turkey in it. Okay, once the water's cooled down, you want to get a cup of the brine out of that gallon to use later. And I'm going to tell you when to use it here in just a minute. But go ahead and get a cup of that brine out and then drop the turkey breast in the brine and let it brine overnight if you can. Now, you may not have time to let it brine overnight. And if you don't, then I would say probably four to six hours would be enough to get that turkey breast to soak up that salt. Once you've got the turkey brined, remove the turkey breast, pat it dry, and season it to taste. Now, I'm not here to give you recipes today. And if you want recipes, there are tons of them on the internet. And I recommend going to Pinterest and typing in grilling or smoking wild turkey breasts. And there are a lot of recipes on there. Today, I just want to give you some tips so that you can be sure you get the best taste out of that turkey, no matter how you season it. I want to make sure you get the best taste out of it when it's on the grill or on the smoker. Okay, if you're smoking your turkey, use the water pan in your smoker. It's going to provide a moist heat that's going to cook the meat. And the turkey breast will come out much more juicy if you use the water pan than if you smoke the turkey without it. Another thing that you can do to make sure that that meat is moist when it's cooked is remember that cup of brine that I told you to take out of the brine when you made it? Pour some of that into a spray bottle and mist it on the meat while it's on the smoker or on the grill. If you're smoking the turkey breast, then you probably need to mist that breast two, maybe three times while it's cooking. But if you're grilling it, you may want to mist it a few more times. Since the grill is going to be pumping out a dry heat that really is kind of sucking the moisture out of that turkey breast. So if you are grilling, you may want to spray that turkey breast five or six times while it's cooking. And that brine is just going to be adding more moisture to it. 
you could pour the brine on the turkey breast, but if you do, a lot of times you're washing off the seasoning that you put on it. You could brush the brine onto the turkey breast, but again, if you brush it on there, you're brushing off your seasoning. So that's why I like to use a mister. Now, instead of using the brine to mist that meat, you can get some olive oil spray and spray on the meat while it's cooking. And olive oil and wild turkey go great together. Okay, here is a huge, huge, huge thing, and I'm going to state the obvious when I say it, but it is so huge that it's going to make all the difference in the world as to how your turkey breast turns out when you cook it on the grill or the smoker. Do not overcook the meat. When the internal temperature of that turkey breast hits 160 degrees, pull the turkey breast off of the grill or smoker. It's done. Be sure to let the breast sit for about 10 minutes or so before you slice it. And you may even want to take that turkey breast and wrap it in aluminum foil with a little bit of that clean brine that you saved earlier. By letting that meat sit for 10 minutes or so, it's going to start to absorb some of that brine that is sitting in back into the meat as that meat starts to relax after it's cooked. And that will really help to ensure that your turkey breast stays moist. All right, so the next tip that I have for you is to always cut turkey breast against the grain. It's going to help to make the meat less chewy because your teeth are not going to have to cut the turkey breast when you're chewing. And so it's going to be more tender that way just simply by cutting it against the grain. Once you cut that turkey breast, if you see that you cooked it too much and it's dry, you can take, again, a little bit of brine, put it in the bottom of a casserole dish, and put the slices of turkey breast in that casserole dish with that brine, cover it with aluminum foil, and put it in the oven for about 10 minutes. And it will start to absorb that brine back into it and it will be more tender because of that. Don't overcook it any further when you put it back in the oven. So you don't want to set it to a real high temperature. You just want to make sure that that meat stays warm and let it absorb that brine back into it. Okay, one other tip while you're grilling or smoking, and it's more of a personal preference for me, but I think that most people are going to probably feel the same way I do about this. I do not like to grill or smoke the thighs or the legs. I cook the thighs in a crock pot and then I use the legs for stock and soups. Now you may have luck grilling or smoking legs and thighs, but I never have. They're usually too tough to eat because they cook so fast and they dry out too much. So cooking those in a crock pot or in stock helps to keep those cuts of meat very moist and tender and you'll actually have more turkey meat that you can use and enjoy. Okay, so that's all of the grilling or smoking wild turkey tips that I have for you today. So be sure to get some turkey breast out of the freezer today to grill or smoke with your ribs or butts for your 4th of July barbecue. Enjoy your time with your family and friends. Don't forget to keep the men and women who are currently serving in our military and fighting to keep us safe and free in your prayers and their families as well. And especially for those who are away from their friends and family this holiday. God bless America. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful 4th of July. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. 
Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.